everyone to Diary of an Empath. All right, I am back with a solo episode. I just want to start off by thanking all of you for your time and your energy and for tuning in this year. Spotify came back with the results and I'm just so blessed and thankful and and amazed at how many people are listening to the podcast and how it's affecting everybody. 99 countries thus far this year. I'm amazed and speechless. There's so many different types of people that are listening to the podcast around the world. Like that dumbfounds me. I'm speechless at somebody in Zimbabwe or someone in Australia or the UK is listening to the podcast and getting something out of it. It's amazing. And it just shows how connected we are as humans, that no matter where we come from, what race we are, what country we live in, we're all connected universally in some way. We all want that human connection. And, and there's so many of us that just want to be kind and want to heal. And I think that's so many things that we have in common just as the human species and the human race. And we're not we're not as divided as we think we are. So thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in and continuing to support. I cannot wait for the next year and to see where this podcast goes. Okay, so we have the holidays coming up. No matter what you celebrate, you know, in terms of this year, at the end of the year, it's November, December, it's a busy time of year for most of us, especially Americans. You know, we're getting ready for Christmas. We just had Thanksgiving. There's so many holidays that it can be really hard to put yourself first. And so I want to talk a little bit about that because we oftentimes are constantly go, 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 go. And especially if you have kids, if you have a family or if you have other stuff going on, it can be really easy to get wrapped up in the day-to-day -day activities and forget to put yourself first or forget to do things for yourself. So I really want to touch base on this episode today and focus on why it's important to put yourself first. That's really uncomfortable for some people. Some people are not comfortable with putting themselves first. And this could even stem from childhood. Like if you were a child who was consistently responsible for emotionally regulating other people in their life, especially parents or parental figures, it can be really hard now navigating life as an adult putting yourself first because you're so used to putting other people's feelings before your own, that putting your own first can feel comfortable, especially if that you were a child, you were being taught that your feelings are not being put first, that your feelings may not matter, especially if you were responsible for the emotional regulation of parents or you were in a situation where it was give and take emotionally, not knowing what to expect day to day. There are so many variables that this can happen. But as we go through life and people are taking, 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 we're giving, 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 it's very easy to feel burned out or drained. And now you add in the holidays and that's just an added layer of susceptibility to burnout. So what can we do, right? And why is it important to put yourself first? I know that like as a mom, it's easy to give to your kids. And I know that this is going to sound a little backwards, but I always encourage people to be selfish. Be selfish. Put yourself first because when you're filling your own cup, you're able to fill the cups of others. If you are starting out your day with a full cup and you're giving, 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 you are going to have such a small amount left for yourself there's nothing left to give other people. 
You have to fill your own cup before you fill the cups of others. It's like being on an airplane. They always tell you when the oxygen mask drops, you put your oxygen mask on first and then you put on your child's mask. Then you put on the mask of the person next to you if they need help. Because if you pass out, you're not able to help other people. It's the same concept. If you burn out, you are not going to be able to be there and be the best person that you can be, the best mother, the best wife, the best husband, the best brother, the best sister, the best friend, the best parent. Whatever that is to you, you're not going to be able to be the best version of yourself. But not just that, you should want to be the best version of yourself for you, for you. And I think it's really easy to get lost in that these days, especially, you know, I always talk about social media because we're constantly on this like scroll, you know, we're constantly addicted to our phones and our devices and our technology. We're constantly being put into boxes and labels and being told this is who you should be. This is what you should look like. This is how you should act. We're in cancel culture. If you don't act like this or if you don't do this, we're against you. We're going to cancel you. So there's all this pressure to be a certain way. And it can be oftentimes hard, especially as a mom, as a woman. It can be even more pressure, especially when society is telling you you should be doing X, Y, and Z. God forbid you do something for yourself and then you're labeled as a bad mom or as a bad person. So especially during the holidays, I really want some of you listening to focus on going a little bit more inward, even if it's just waking up in the morning, even if it's 10 minutes early, to take that time for meditation, for journaling, for doing those things that are going to fill your cup. It's so important for you to make those subtle changes. And I've been reading this book called Atomic Habits. And one thing that I have gotten from the book that I really thought was very interesting is that we have this persona of this outward reason why we do the things that we do. And it's very easy to set a goal and to say, okay, I want to get better sleep. So I need to set a goal of waking up at 7am every morning. And then we might do it for a few days, but then eventually we kind of fall off the track and we end up sliding into our old habits. The interesting thing about this book is that it talks about instead of making these set goals, that we change our view of who we are, what we're intrinsically tied to, what our intrinsic motivation is. So for example, instead of setting a goal of, I want to be a, I want to be a person that wakes up at 7 a.m. every morning, that I switch that mindset into I'm a good sleeper. I am someone who values my health. Because when our goals are tied to our belief system, we're more likely to follow through with those goals. So for example, I view myself and my belief system is that I am an athlete. I am somebody who naturally likes to be active. And because of that, going to the gym is second nature for me. Even if I don't feel like going, even if I don't want to go, it's something that's so indoctrinated into my belief system that it's something I automatically do. I brush my teeth because it's my belief system that 
it's part of who I am as a healthy person and I want healthy teeth and I want to have a nice smile. So I brush my teeth. It literally is something so simple as that. So when you start to change and shift your belief system about who you are, it becomes easier to attach those habits and change them to make them stick. Because oftentimes we just get into those those habits of saying, I'm going to make X, Y, and Z changes. And these are my goals. I'm going to lose five pounds. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. And we might do it for a little while, but then we bounce back. So I would encourage some of you listening to try to focus on changing your belief system about who you are, even if it's like, okay, yes, I have all this stuff going on, but I want to be somebody who has enormous self-love for myself. I want to be someone who I am somebody who values my health. And so things like waking up a little earlier or implementing meditation or implementing self-care will become easier to implement during your day. So I thought that was really interesting as I was reading this book and I wanted to talk to you guys about it today because it was such a different concept of what we're told. We listen to these podcasts and we go online and we watch these self-help gurus, nothing wrong with that, I'm one of them. Oh, if you just do this, then you can reach this goal and it's that easy. It's just as easy as following step one, two, three. But if your belief system is not tied to that goal, it's going to be really difficult to implement this day in and day out. So you have to start with your belief system. Who are you? What do you believe yourself to be? What are your ethics? What are your morals? Do you believe yourself to be a healthy person? Do you believe yourself to be somebody who loves themselves unconditionally? Do you believe yourself to be that person that wants to get up every morning because they view themselves as being healthy because they value their health? Do you look at yourself as that person who implements self-care because you want to live long and you value your health? Just switching that mindset can make all the world of difference. Another thing I want to talk about when it comes to putting yourself first and self-care is your space. Oftentimes we don't realize how our environment can affect our physical, our spiritual, and our mental well-being. Just having a nice, tidy, organized space makes all the world of difference. Spend some time going room to room organizing your space, whether it's your bedroom, your kitchen, your living room, whatever it is that you do to start with, start room by room. And I can guarantee you that when you have a space that matches your vibration and matches your energy, you will automatically feel more comfortable. You will automatically feel in a better mood. Your vibrations will raise, your energy will shift. And this is part of your self-care routine. Your space is a reflection of you. Your space is a reflection of your energy. So spend some time getting organized. Spend some time decorating. Make your space your own. Another thing too is dead space. I had a guest room in my house that I never used. My guest room was used maybe once or twice a year at the most. And I started thinking, you know, why do I have this space in my room? I pay a mortgage every month 
And I'm literally not using this space. So what was the point in getting an, a three bedroom home when I'm not even going to use the bedroom? So I decided to convert my space into what you see here, a studio and an office, because now I'm actually utilizing the space and it's not dead space. Same thing with a part of my living room. Everybody has that sitting room, you know, that's like the untouched area. No one ever goes in there unless it's like a really fancy dinner. Other than that, the dishes are never used. The table's never used. And my thought process is like, why? Why have dead space in your house? So I decided to take that dead space, completely redo it and make it like my meditation space, make it a space where I can read a nice book. And it was like the best decision that I ever made because just having my own space, you know, in my house that I can feel like it matches who I am, like it matches my energy made a world of difference. Having my own little studio, my own office made a world of difference because now I actually utilize this space. It, it's not an untouched space anymore. I have more room for organization. Like it made such a world of difference. So spend time in your home. What space am I not using that I can utilize for something else? Where can I organize my space to make it match my energy? Can I decorate my space different? Can I paint? Even just doing those little things, it's all a method of self-care. It's a way of matching your vibration, raising your vibration and matching your energy or just changing your energy in general. Changing your space can genuinely change your energy, uplift you, change your mood and make a world of difference. Now, I get some people have kids. It's hard to change your space, but, you know, maybe even making a little area in your house that can be a you space a space where your kids don't go. And I know it's easier said than done, but I would encourage you guys to just maybe explore some of those options because I can guarantee you a lot of you listening probably get some dead space in your house. So I really want you guys to get something from this in terms of it's okay to put myself first. I want you to give yourself permission to put yourself first especially when you're dealing with toxic people around the holidays. Now, I'm going to do a whole other episode on this. I have a really special guest coming on the show that we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But it's really important that you give yourself permission to have boundaries with other people and put yourself first, especially around these times of the year where you feel obligated to have these gatherings. And I do understand that it's not always easy for people to just say, I'm not going to see this family member around the holiday because I kind of have to, or I, I'm not ready to create that space yet. But I would also encourage you to just say like, okay, I'm going to put myself first, which may look like if yelling occurs, I'm going to leave the room. If this conversation turns into politics, I'm going to leave the space. You have the right to have those boundaries with the people in your life. And that is putting yourself first. You're not saying, I want you to stop talking about this. You're not demanding anything. You can just say, if this conversation continues, I'm going to exit this space. If this yelling continues, I'm going to choose to leave this space. And so you're giving them the choice to continue their behavior how they want to, because they're going to do what they want at the end of the day. But you are upholding your boundary by saying, if this continues, I'm going to remove myself. And that's a way you can put yourself first with maybe some toxic people in your life around the holidays or people that you're not quite ready to create that space with. Because I think oftentimes we get so used to 
dealing with toxic family members or dealing with people in our life, that boundary setting can be really difficult and it can be hard to put ourselves first, especially again, going back to your childhood. If you were always responsible for emotionally regulating other people's feelings, or maybe you had to grow up way too quick, there's so many components to that. But if you had any type of childhood trauma, childhood stress, chronic stress, that might be really hard for you as an adult to create that space. It may be really difficult for you to create those boundaries, especially if they were your abusers, especially if it's your parents who you're trying to create these boundaries with. A lot of our parents grew up in these generations where they were the authoritarian. What I say goes because I'm the parent. Even if they're in your house, you know, they may feel like, well, I'm the parent. What I say goes, you listen and I'm right and you're wrong because I'm older than you. And unfortunately, that's just not the case. That's just not how things work, but they don't always see it like that. So you have the right to put yourself first if it's to protect your own energy. Protecting your energy is so huge and it's something that so many people overlook or don't do or they don't know how to do it. And protecting your energy starts with good boundary setting. Protecting your energy is being okay with removing someone from your life if they can't respect those boundaries or at least creating that space. Protecting your energy can be ending a conversation that is not conducive to your mental, physical, or spiritual well-being. Protecting your energy can be something so simple as removing yourself from someone's aura that is negatively attaching to yours. So how you protect your energy is up to you, but I would encourage you guys to take those small steps in order to do so because putting yourself first has to start with you. You have to give yourself permission to do so. And then you can implement those small changes in your life in order to put yourself first. But it starts with you. You have to make those decisions that I'm going to wake up today and my energy comes first and foremost. That might look like not going online. That might look like taking an hour and not looking on the phone until you get yourself prepared for the day. We have these habits that sometimes we're our own worst enemies. Sometimes we're the ones that are not creating that space. Sometimes we are the ones that are being toxic to ourselves. So when you put yourself first, you are creating that self-love for yourself. You don't need to get that love from other people. I mean, of course, we all want it, right? We're human. We want that human connection. We need human connection. But it starts with you. If you don't put yourself first and you don't love yourself, how can you expect other people to show up for you the way that you want when you're not even showing up for yourself? It's a lot easier said than done, but it is doable. And when you start to implement this, you might lose people. You might have people say like, oh, you just, you just only care about yourself and that's okay. Let those people go because the people that truly care for you and the people that are truly in your corner are going to understand that like, hey, you know what? I understand that you can't go out tonight. I understand that you, know, you can't come to this event. You're, you know, you're tired. You've been working so hard or you've been working all week. I get that. Those people, that's who you want to stick around. If other people can't understand it, then maybe they're just on a different journey. It doesn't make them bad people. It just means that you and that person are not on the same path and maybe you need to create some distance. And sometimes it's like that. And you are going to find that as you go through this journey of self-love and healing and self-awareness, 
you are going to lose friends. Um, trust me, I've been there. I am still going through it from time to time, but I look back at it and it's okay. They're just on different journeys. And there was some type of lesson for me to learn there. And our friendship or our relationship just wasn't meant to come together at that time. And it was a blessing in disguise because then I created all this space in this room for people who are healthy, for people who do serve my highest good, who do understand that I'm going to put my needs first. I'm going to say no. If I'm not up to going out, I'm not going to go. And it's really that simple because I have to put myself first. And the, the little energy that I have left goes to my kid. That other energy that I have left after that goes to my readings, to my clients, to my podcast. And so I have to trickle out that energy in priority. My energy goes to myself first, then it goes to my kid, it goes to my friends, the people close to me, my podcast, my clients. And if I don't call someone back, or if I don't text someone back right away, it's not personal. I just am doing other things that take a little bit more priority. So it's little things like that, that when you come to realize that, It'll make such a big world of difference in your life and give yourself some grace because it may not happen overnight. But again, just learning to change those belief systems about yourself and who you are, not sticking yourself to labels, you know, but understanding, okay, I am a healthy person. I am a spiritual being. You don't have to label yourself as, for example, if someone offers you a cigarette, naturally, someone like me would say, no, thank you. I'm not a smoker. But someone who quit might say, no, thank you. I just quit smoking. But now you're putting yourself into that label of I am a smoker. I'm just trying to quit. Instead of shifting that belief system to say, no, I'm not a smoker. So it, it changes the mindset. It changes the way that the brain operates. And then it changes your habits and, and the way that you implement that self-care. So I know this was a lot to throw at you guys, but I just wanted to jump on, do a quick episode because I feel like this topic is very, very important, very overlooked. And we don't talk about it enough because sometimes it's really uncomfortable. And I know it's the holidays and, and a lot of you have this going on. And I wish you guys so much love and light and amazing holidays. And I have some amazing episodes coming up with some amazing guests and some of you have been reaching out and I'm so thankful for that. Just the messages and I, the emails that I get, like it's, it touches my heart when I get this stuff. So please keep reaching out to me. Um, if there's an episode that resonates with you, please share, please let me know how it affected you. I just, that keeps me going. I love it. Also do me a favor. If you are not following the podcast, a lot of you are listening to the podcast, but not following the podcast, it makes a big difference. You don't want to miss out on episodes. Click the follow button, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening, make sure you hit follow because you might miss out on some really key content. So once again, thank you guys so much for the continued support, for tuning in. I can't wait for you guys to listen to what I have in store for the next year. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And until the next time, see you on the next episode of Diary of an Empath. <laughs>